welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Roger. And I'm your number one little sexy boy, Michael. Whoa. Whoa. Episode three of our <sighs> Sex and the City discussion. And he hasn't learned. Michael oh, has no. not learned. It's for my fans. Who? My fans. Na- do you <laughs> know, know their names? Hello, hello to Michael, Michael's mom and dad who are watching and who I think he is referring to as his fans. They're really supportive of me. Yeah. I mean, my parents also listen, so it's cool. My mom does not know how to text. She does not listen to this podcast. She would not know what it is. We can play it for her. We Take her to lunch. She would love it, but it's so long, and then she'd, like, she'd fall asleep halfway through and then like blame the material, and then it would be like, now I no. can't go back to that <laughs> Arby's. Blame the material. I, yeah, can't go back to the Arby's because they yelled at my mom at that Arby's. She wouldn't fall asleep during this episode. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. So what are we fangirling over this week? I think we're fangirling over the same thing. Yep. Ring, ring, ring. Is that a telephone I hear? Better answer it. <laughs> Better answer it, because it's Gaga. <laughs> She's like, hello. Wow. That, this could have been done differently. But yeah, you yes, could have had is. a really good telephone joke in there, but yeah. I didn't, yeah, you I blew didn't it. have one. It didn't go anywhere, but that's I didn't fine. Have one. That's cool, I guess. Okay, well, oh, baby. we saw Lady Gaga a couple weeks ago. Oh, baby. At the forum, which was great. I it kind of love the forum, so I think. It was so fun. Oh. I, that's the only way I can describe it. Everyone asks me how it was. It was so fun. She's the best. Yeah, I had I'm the not best like, time. I don't think I'm different than I was before, except in like most ways. But I don't think that I am like a changed person because of the concert. But it definitely affirmed a lot of things for me. I didn't think we'd be as close because we got tickets that were side stage. Like stage So I was kind left. of worried. Like probably wouldn't see the, vi- the video interludes. Yeah. Um, those she were, could be far there away. There was a lean for those. But... It was great. Her yeah. s- stage had risers that were basically eyeline with us. Yeah. The, our tier. It was the, just, we were only eight rows back. So fun. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. She played all the hits. Plus more. Plus songs plus we plus didn't weird stuff, even yeah. like and now we love them. Maybe not all I the like hits. All there are some hits that I wanted to hear. You know, you guys, you guys know, Natalie and Michael know, that I'm very partial to you and I. And I thought that fit really well with the Joanne vibe. Yeah, it does. And it just did not, I didn't get it, and it's fine. I'll never get over it, but it's fine. Like, I've made my peace with it, but I'll never get over it. She played some of the best stuff from Born This Way. Yeah, which Rogers does not like that album. It's my least favorite album. What? Of the album. Well, Art uh, Pop? I, okay, uh. Art Pop doesn't count. Art Pop was an abomination. Although I secretly like at least half love, of Art Pop. Yeah. No, I don't like Art, Art Pop. Everything's, everything's great. Anyways, I hated The Cure before we saw the show, and I've listened to it so many times since. I have told you so many times that if you just blast it and or listen to it 17 to 92 times, all of a sudden The Cure is your favorite song. I lost my goddamn mind. There's a video of you guys loving it, of you guys just like (laughs) living for it. There's a video, and then there's another video when she's doing Shiza, and I yeah, just Michael feeling it because it's Michael's favorite Lady Gaga song is Shiza. But at one point, Natalie just shouted, just screamed in the middle of the Cure. Remember when we hated the Cure? (laughs) (laughs) People around us turned, but it was great. We we really lived our truths, and she cured us of whatever we weren't. Cured with. Yeah, yeah, what a great night. Go see her. I, Couldn't yeah. recommend oh, it more. Yeah. There's a show in December. If we you're have Joanne shirts now. 
Yeah. We all got, Michael and I got, a, uh, got like sensible tank tops. Michael bought Michael like got three another, things. Yeah. No, I bought two, I bought two shirts. You another shirt, yeah. Which okay, is low, which is low for me. Then complained about a $14 froze. And I was like, you just spent thing. how much on two that shirts? That froze was very small. <laughs> and had I had more information, I might have made different choices. Come on, it was that, very strong, though. The froze lasts like two seconds. Those t-shirts are going to last a lifetime. Have you worn either of them? No. Because <laughs> they're going to last a lifetime. Like, my That's whole how, life. This yeah, is how you make things last. Never use them or look at them. Okay, we have so much to talk about. Oof. We didn't get to the guys last episode. No, the dudes. Mr. Big, Those Aiden, sex and Berger. The city guys. Yeah. So many guys. I was looking at a list. The um, Harper Bazaar did an entire list ranking the guys. You know who they put as number five? No. Ray, the oh. jazz guy. What? I was disgusted. Was the entire Harper's Bazaar staff fired? They really loved La La Land, and they just really wanted it to stick somewhere. They're like, jazz is a thing other places, but it's not. Who was who was watching that and was like, yeah, baby, His this fedoras? is nice stuff. Ugh. Ooh, the fedora. Well, the, to be fair, they didn't know any better about the fedoras at the time. It was too soon, yeah. It was more of a, that was, that was no, more but of a he sign was of just the so, like, I don't know. I was trying to think about it because I was like, is Jazz Guy the worst Sex and City guy of all the guys? No. And I was no. thinking to myself, like, how could she, because her whole thing was like, he gives me the best orgasms. But how, I was like, how could you even get an orgasm from that annoying guy? But then I thought about, like, I've had, I've, like, hooked up with guys that are, like, super <laughs> boring, but then, like, the sex is good. I, so, like, I was like, I get it. As a person who played brass and wind instruments for all of my youth and part of my young adulthood, it takes a lot of mouth power to make those things go. And so I can imagine what Ray King is capable of. Now I've, just seen, raised her hand. I've seen Roger blow up an air mattress by with his own mouth, <laughs> just by himself. My human body, you guys. My human body. <laughs> That's great advertising for Roger. Yeah, I have a lot yeah. of breath. I got a lot of hot air, guys. <laughs> I think everyone coming knows in, that. Coming in hot, you know? Like, it's, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, who... Okay, Roger. Favorite Sex in the City guy? I know that you guys don't like him, and that's fine. Yeah, just go ahead and say it. Everyone's entitled to be wrong. I love Aiden. Why? I love him because he's tall. He's dreamy. He wanted to support her. He just wanted to like love her. He has a country house. He's stable. He loves that dog, even though that dog is a piece of shit. He builds furniture. He was willing to change his Wait, whole why life. Why do you like him and not the dog? What the why dog? Is, I'm not like a dog kind of the worst person, dog but the dog television. is not like a chill dog. Pete. He yeah. does not. I wasn't going to use his name because I don't think he deserves that respect. But I don't love the dog. <laughs> I just like it's fine. Like Pete's cool wow. and he's really like attractive and that's great or whatever. But it's like it's vapid and it's shallow and I don't respect that dog. I feel like Aiden is someone like the every woman is supposed to like, and I don't like him. Not my not my taste. I feel, I feel the opposite. That's what I feel about Big. He's just like real rich. And like impressive, but like I'm not impressed. That don't impress me much. I don't love Big in that aspect, but the chemistry between Mm -hmm, Carrie mm -hmm, and Big, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's out of control. I find Chris Noth, sorry if you like found this podcast and are listening, repulsive. What? He's kind of a babe when he's younger. I, it's like his it's like his charisma that gets me. Yeah. He has tiny and upper their teeth. Their chemistry together <laughs> is I'm so on that page. His whole row tiny I is I feel like Aiden's too small. needy. My I opinion don't like about it. Aiden is exactly what Samantha's opinion about Aiden is. Which is? He's granola and Carrie's not. Yeah. He wears too much turquoise jewelry in defense of Aiden detractors. If Carrie had decided to give it all up and write 
you know, sex and the Santa Fe, New Mexico, then maybe that would have worked out. He didn't want to move her to Santa Fe, New Mexico. He bought the apartment next door to hers and was willing to remodel the whole thing him damn self. I'm just saying that's how far removed from that life she is. What? Yeah. I get it. I don't get I get it. what I you're saying. I don't Thank like you. it. As someone who's on Team Big, team I big. get it. I just think, oh, God. Like, Big is a feeble man. And we'll talk no. about it when we get to the first movie. But it's, he has he has, he has has so many insecurities. Well, so, so does much, she. Yeah, that's com- great. They but like, complement each other. Opposites mm-hmm. attract. I, those neuroses are the reason that they did not, spoiler alert, get married the first time they tried. I don't know. There's something so much more exciting about Big than Aiden to me. What is it? Put words to it. <laughs> He's just, I don't know, just like his life in general. What is his life in general? What do we know about John James Preston? Ooh. <laughs> He's got he you. He works in finance. Mm, interesting. And he is a, a man of minimalistic uh, aesthetic. He's like a, he's a charmer. Okay. Yes. He's got like a He loves classic, a good glass of wine. He likes a know. good meal. What? Yeah. Yeah. Loves Moon River. Yeah. He likes the uh, classics. Because he's old. He's classic. That's what he is. That's what. That's mm-hmm. the argument. I guess because like he's Aiden classic. at the time, I guess could have been considered like new wave. I don't yeah, know. I just his like he's classic. He's yeah. dapper. Ooh, dapper. He's handsome. He's what Carrie needs. Dapper dancer, man who loves a good meal and a glass of wine. Agree to disagree. He's classic. I, I mean, if I if someone asked me my favorite Sex and the City guy. I would say... Ready, one, two, three, Steve. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not overall. <laughs> sorry. Carrie's oh, Sex and oh, City sorry, guy. Sorry, I would sorry. say Burger, who's a disaster, but that's my favorite guy. He's your favorite guy? Yes. Wow. Weird. He, he's the one it, who though. breaks up with Carrie you think with you a know post-it somebody. note. You don't think why would why really? would I Natalie? Not? I don't think Burger? That, I don't think that I don't I don't I just didn't it didn't occur to me. It just didn't cross it didn't cross my radar. You like Okay, Natalie likes oh, no. <laughs> unclean men with like curly hair, some kind of facial hair, and maybe an accent. What? Like she likes like Middle Eastern, like Mediterranean looking <laughs> kind of men, or like French dudes Natalie's or Her face is bright red. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about. If you guys think that I don't know what kind of dudes do it for Natalie Burris, <laughs> you're confused at this point in our friendship. I don't know. I just think Burger was funny, and they had a good mm. time together. He was also just so insecure. Yeah, I didn't like her with him. Like her like her and weirdness around him turned me off to him. That's true. He did spawn a whole like book and movie franchise thing though. But that I he's think, not just that he's just um, an out of all the guys, uh Miranda, Samantha and Charlotte all enjoyed his company the most too, which is a big Yeah. Like, he was point. he was he was funny and they they knew him. I think that was part of the thing for me that turned that turned me off to big. Like he wouldn't like he just didn't seem he very, wasn't like, open. He didn't seem present. And I understand, like, the kind of man that he is does not have time to, like, make other space in his life. Like, so I I respect the idea, but it, like, always, like, kind of, I think, rubbed me in the wrong way. And so I liked that, like, Aiden and Berger and Steve and Harry and even Trey tried, kind of, to, like, like integrate themselves into the lives of these women because, like, they are, they are soulmates. And the men are just, like, kind of there. And the fact that they, like... I feel like the guys need to get on board, you know? Uh, soulmates. <gasps> Harry. Oh. oh Harry. Okay, so Charlotte was married to Trey. Mm-hmm. It was a nightmare marriage. And Harry was the divorce lawyer, right? 
So Charlotte originally goes to get divorced and because it's just not working out and she's kind of divorcing Trey's mother because Trey retreats to like Scotland, where he, like somewhere. He's somewhere, he's international. And he go, she goes to get divorced and she has this like gorgeous, um, like really tough as nails uh, divorce lawyer. And she realizes that she finds herself unable to be as kind of like vicious as she needs to be in order to keep her penthouse apartment. And so she decides to kind of change up the game. She sees Sweaty Harry, um, the partner who complains about bagels. He like a bites short, him. bald Jewish yeah, man. short, bald Jewish man who complains about a bagel, mouthful, spits an open mouthful of bagel into the trash in front of her. And then she's like, I need to change lawyers to that guy because I can be as gross as I need to be in front of that guy. And it's going to work out. And that lo and behold, sentence is for her. She needs that for her whole life yeah she really does it only comes up once like the, and you you only realize because I, I don't know i always was like how proud i was of charlotte for being like so concerned with status and i don't know looks and everything else and kind of just like foregoing all of that but they do get into a fight her and harry at some point and she just like shouts basically like do you know what people think when they see us walking down the street and he plays this pretty perfectly he doesn't yell he doesn't get mad. he's like uh, yeah, I, I know what other people think. I didn't think that you did. I it's don't need heartbreaking. this. And he just walks out. And it is stone cold amazing. It is amazing. But I love them together. They're one of my favorites, but my real yeah. favorite is Steve and Miranda. <gasps> Steve. Yeah. Steve. I did love Blair Underwood, though. I love Steve. As the man who loved Miranda, and she just ate a cookie. But, like, no. I really, yeah, I really loved him. Michael. Steve could do. Where's Steve from? He's from where I'm from. Yeah, I know. He's me. The actor or the the actor. The actor. And my dad met his mom. Like she was like walking her dog, (laughs) and he called me one day and he was like, "I met this like this act this the mom of like this actor like maybe you know him. Uh, I think he was on that what's that show about the sex or sex. I love that you're not knowing the name of Sex in the City. Immediately just screamed Steve into the phone. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I was so, we are connected and uh, it keeps me going. That keeps you going. (laughs) That keeps you going, yeah. (laughs) Steve is the sweetest Steve is the sweetest, cutest, sweetest, cutest, wonderful. Also hottest because like that bod. Mm. Incorrect. Mm, I don't know. You're alone in this one. Okay, well, I think he's super hot. Yeah. So Michael likes... Daddies, so like that very much aligns with your preferences. Sure, yeah. Because I was gonna say that I also really did like the the new Yankee. I love the new Ooh, Yankee. The new Yankee was fun. I love the new Yankee, something. and I really like um, like the Bon Jovi like one night stand <laughs> and Ooh, the yeah. Vince Vaughn one night stand. Oh, I, I wasn't into the Vince Vaughn. I was not into the Vince Vaughn. I still don't get it. I was really into the crazy David Duchovny. Okay. Side like side swipe of like I don't know. Really? I like the idea of romanticizing like Lacoste polos. I wasn't so much that I was like attracted to him. I just loved the idea of like ex- like not many people get to explore like the what if of a high school boyfriend and being like, is mm. this gonna be is this gonna be chill? Is it gonna be crazy? Like, is he the one that got away? And then you're like, no, I'm the one that got away. Yeah. And I need to get away again. <laughs> I, I've I don't made know. no mistakes. Yeah, I, I've, I've made all the right choices. I think I just need that affirmation in my yeah. personal life. So I really, I don't know, I really appreciated that even then. Two guys we still need to touch on. Mm-hmm. Alexander and Smith. Petrovsky. Spasiba. So we talked a little bit about Alexander in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Because he was in one of our favorite episodes. Do we love him? 
Up until the end. The Russian? Yes, the Russian. No. I was I'm, never a fan. I don't. It's not that I was against. I don't I understand mean, it. For me, it just the whole their whole interaction from meeting at the performance art piece, um, with that with that woman like didn't speak or eat or anything on that like on a weird loft space above like a ladder oh, of artist, knives. Yeah. yeah, I there was something about it. Every part of it felt like a fever dream or like a part or like a storyline that belonged to a different show, and so for me, it always felt like it was like biding time. And that, I think, is what bothered me. I was like, well, this is, like, you've made your decision. Like, when she got back with Aiden, I was like, well, she's going to end up with Aiden. And then she broke up with him. I was like, oh, so you're going to end up with Big. Like, there was no, I never believed I she was going to end up with Big. I understood yeah. her attraction as distraction. Yeah. I like Let's how that turn a phrase. Yeah. Michael's a writer, you guys. Woo. Click, click. Type, type. I, uh, yeah. Huh. It was like, it all seems like a big distraction for me. Because yeah. Because she's going to. She's supposed to end up with Big. Like a weird magic trick. Like, oh, your eye's over here, but we're, like, mm-hmm. moving the quarter somewhere else. Yeah. None that of it felt weird. right. Yeah. It felt wrong. I always thought Smith and Samantha felt right. Mm-hmm. Smith, I think Samantha uh, is meant to be alone, but I loved them together. Yeah. I the, He's, he's I would argue, the most supportive uh, spouse person. Oh, Yeah. Of all of the mates. Like Smith, then Steve. Yeah. Or even Harry as number two. I don't know. Harry could be number two. Harry could definitely be number two. One of my friends just told me that they, when they first saw that like absolute photo oh, shoot with picture him, yeah. with Smith with in Smith? it, that they were like, they were like 13 or 14 or something. And they just looked at it and they were like, oh, that's what a man can be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they knew. They I was knew. like, "You are right." <laughs> That's what a man like. Can if you be, like, yeah. you know, when you're like for discovering that, yeah, I have a mental. And you see of the that, you're like, oh, you're like, "Oh, oh okay. man, That's what a man. That's is. what a man taking can a be. mental yeah. note. Yeah, yeah. The no, I mean, has. Smith is so much better than Richard, who Samantha also dated. Oh, but, um, and also, Richard is as garbage. a huge fan of the original Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> I could never, <laughs> I could never separate Richard yeah. from being. Uh, mm-hmm. what's his the lightning dude the lightning guy, wow yeah. you're such a fan of that <laughs> movie Huge I was like, Mortal Kombat I was like as the number one Mortal Kombat fan and I can't even remember the, <laughs> Raiden that's what it is Raiden I was like I could yeah. never separate Raiden from him in Sex and the City so I was like my relationship when are you going to fight was the other mortals because it's Mortal Kombat <laughs> I, I, my relationship with him was the opposite I watched Sex and the City as you guys know from the first episode I got into it kind of as it was happening the last part of the, the series so when I saw a Mortal Kombat later I was like that's Pink Dick Richard like I just remember like that okay. was how I saw also, him but I do appreciate Richard because he's the only like dick you get to see in the show. Fun and fact. on TV at the time. And honestly. On TV. And trust me, I was looking. You know? Yeah, I'm we sure. were all looking. We were all hunting. Because there's some good butts, but that's the only great butt shots. One old man see. one old man shot butt shot, which was not scarred me a little bit. But then the rest of it was really great. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady butts, man butts, great butts. Great butts, that's the great butts. like slogan Playing of the my show. Favorite yeah. firefighter man butts, lady butts, great butts. Great butts. <sighs> so I think yeah. Any final words about the guys? Okay. Favorite guy overall, not just Carrie. Go, Michael. Oh. You have three seconds. Three. Uh, I'm tempted to say Ricky. Hey, it's me, Ricky. We knew it would be back. back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the best guy. 
From no, I lost. I lost no. my Ricky. Okay. You didn't lose my it. favorite guy. I think I'm gonna have to say that my favorite there. guy is Steve. All right, Roger. Uh, my favorite guy is Smith. My favorite guy is Steve. <sighs> wow. Carrie makes bad choices. Yep. Carrie makes the worst choices. She says that in the episode Bon Jovi. I choose the wrong win. Bon Jovi. Right? Doesn't she say that? That's her thing. She realizes that's her damage. He realizes that his damage. And he said he loses the interest or whatever. Yeah, he loses. He like he. It's all about the hunt. And he hunted her. And he, he got hunted her. her. He done got her, you know? The he most dangerous game. One outfit I love, this will be a perfect way to like segue into fashion because in the Bon Jovi episode, she's wearing like a blue cropped halter top and yellow short shorts when she plays Twister with Ooh, yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's one of my favorite outfits on, on the show, and I don't know why. Oh, wow. I don't know why either. It looks fucking badass. That's why. Oh, cool. I think I was just like, wow, she's so confident and she's pulling this off. I don't want to say the show changed fashion forever, but it basically changed fashion forever. Yeah, true. Pat Field changed fashion forever. Patricia Field changed everything. Patricia, fake red hair field. Yeah. You're a gift. I mean, she's done several things since. Divorce uh, Prada, guys. Divorce Prada. Divorce Prada. Yeah. Confessions of a Shopaholic, which was not good, what? but I loved. No. <laughs> she was the costume designer for that, and I loved it. Okay, so Patricia Field and Sarah Jessica Parker create this iconic look that is Carrie Bradshaw. It's collectively like all of New York. It's vintage. It's high fashion. I feel like it basically is street fashion, at least what it was in the 2000s, like street fashion photography. Mm -hmm. It was everything. To me, it's the show. I mean, yes, it's friendship, but it's fashion. I think, so Pat Field does something that I think uh, was not, maybe not happening at the time. I have no sources. I have no receipts, so don't hold me to that. But it feels like she really crafted this character out of the wardrobe and the costuming. And I think I love like a like a Hollywood roundtable. Like I live for it, that white drama. I love it. I love <laughs> at, like asking people about their lives and like people who love the thing that they love so much they can't possibly do anything else talking about it. And so many of these women, I don't watch the man, the male ones because like... Dudes are, well, anyway, I watch a lot of the female ones and almost all of them talk about how their their wardrobe really creates and defines the character. And they need to kind of like, they want to create this character and, and they start with their costuming. And I think that was a trend. I don't know. I feel like that was a thing that started around this time. I think that Patfield made a really strong statement for these clothes really define these these women. You can tell kind of who they are, what they want to say. And you can do that just by kind of looking at a few of, like, their outfits. Like, you'll see them come directly from work. And what that means for each of these women is so different and so interesting. And it every everything felt so considered. Yeah. Um, not Charlotte. Samantha is always wearing, like, power outfits, like bright colors. The color blocking is incredible. Yeah. Like, I, you guys, I cannot stress this enough. So Michael's a writer. I'm a I'm a stylist. We didn't talk about this like initially, but those, these are things that are things. <laughs> these are this things is, that are we're things. talking about. Like I'm talking like ten to twelve years before it became a trend or a thing that people were doing. Pat Field is color blocking. She's using skinny jeans and like cool wide like wide denim and weird ties and like interesting styling techniques. Bandanas with weird attachments on Belts on, on stomachs. Them. Belts on stomachs attached to nothing because Sarah Jessica Parker has the abs of a 16-year-old boy. Like it's so 
crazy good. And she's doing such weird stuff, and most of it's absurd. But I, I don't know. She cre- she really did create. I think she is as responsible for for these characters as the actresses who play them. Like it's 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 all a big piece of the puzzle. I don't think that you can like have Miranda without a strong shouldered ill-fitting blazer that clearly costs yeah. $3,000. Sometimes I think she does Miranda dirty or doesn't know how to do Miranda in comparison to the other girls, but I still love the outfits that Miranda wears. Miranda mm-hmm. felt deliberate to me. I don't know. Like It felt like she she's the kind of person who you would ask and she would say, oh, I'm just like about comfort. Like I just like to be comfortable. So like all yeah, the suits are a little bit Miranda big really takes like weird chances with like stuff she wears. Like a hood and a bucket hat? Well, that's just <laughs> the best, but... <laughs> But, like, when she goes, like, super fashion, that, to me, is always, like, oh. Well, I didn't know she would even be interested in like something like that. Like, she pulls that out of nowhere. I yeah. feel like she's shopping with Carrie. And, like, Carrie's, like, you got to buy this dress yeah, because this is this major. And she's, like, yeah, Like, okay. when she shows up in her skinny jeans. Remember that episode? No. Like, she, it's when mm-hmm. Carrie gets arrested for smoking pot. Okay. And <laughs> yes, Miranda's whole thing is that she has had, she's had Brady, and it's the first time that she can fit into her skinny jeans. Yeah. And she's wearing that, like weird like they're all wearing these weird like cut up things she's wearing these like dark jeans and this like black top and she has like fishnet gloves and stuff it's also like like, i want to preface i can't believe you had that in your closet amongst all of your business suits (laughs) these skinny jeans are jeans that that art that she can wear when she is skinny. So it's like it's not so much that it's, it's like they're her skinny, skinny jeans. Not, that, not yeah, the yeah. cut. Like they're, they're yeah. her skinny jeans. They're not jeans like skinny she jeans. She's skinny. Yeah, they're 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 like everyone. I mean, I do. I think. And then she gets spanked in the. Cl- Remember they go to bed. Yeah, that's yeah. They go to they go to bed yeah. when Carrie confronts Berger's <laughs> friends for the post-it incident. The, the aforementioned they're all post-it. wearing such crazy things that night. Yeah, but oh my god, Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker's hair is incredible <laughs> like at when she's yelling at those dudes i just remember being like what a strong woman and how amazing that she looks so good while screaming at someone's friends like <laughs> good Sorry, for her I just, this episode this is going through my mind and then samantha gives smith those sunglasses to wear on mtv so the, the episode is really fashion heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't remember the sunglasses for she's MTV. like here take these sunglasses you'll need something the kids want to buy that's it <laughs> Yeah, and then he just takes them and he wears he like doesn't even wear them on the TRL. That's weird. Do you yeah. guys have um a favorite Carrie look? Oh, yeah. I've got I've got some. I have plenty. My I love they both happen to be McDonald's related. Uh, I know exactly, I know what, you're exactly what you're talking about. Okay. That goddamn beret. So I love number one, the pink yes. Oscar de la Renta dress yes. that Alexander Petrovsky gets her. Mm-hmm. And two she wears a red dress and a black beret to Biggs' house, right? Is it Biggs' apartment? Yep, I think so, With yeah. a bag of McDonald's, and, and then they're at a McDonald's in the Oscar de la Renta. Yes. I don't know why the McDonald's accessory Since makes it great. It's an inspiring but company. It feels true to me. I love McDonald's, you guys. I ate McDonald's before I came here. It's I love McDonald's. Like I, whew, I have such a relationship with it. Like It's like a 25-year strong it's your life. relationship. I love it. I eat it two to six times a week, depending on like how hard it's been. <laughs> you aren't afraid to share that with the world. I honestly like. It. Here's what's up. Like I should be dead. So the fact that I'm not, I'm gonna shout it from the rooftops. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna <laughs> shout it from the rooftops. I love Mickey D's. I think the best representation of McDonald's in uh, television is from like the first episode of Girls when Ray is talking about McDonald's. 
Like somebody says, like I might have to go work at McDonald's. He's like, McDonald's is a great place. Yeah, you can go across the world and order chicken nuggets. And it tastes like the same <laughs> chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. That's not true, though. I've had fast food in different countries and it tastes better. Oh, even better. Okay, your favorite outfit, though. <laughs> um, definitely the definitely the beret, weird stripy top thing. When she's talking about like, for some reason, there's a reference to Paris. Like maybe Big is gonna move to Paris or something. I don't know. But then that's why she wears the beret and does what the it thing. Is. And yeah. so I think it's interesting that like I think that's the connection. Because for me, it was funny that when they're in when she's when they're in Paris with and she's with Alexander and she's eating McDonald's and like Big. Like that's what made me think of it because that, that was the only other tie to McDonald's in the show. And obviously, I was very, my ears were like ready. My antenna went up when I saw McDonald's. I really love the polka dot dress she wears in like one of the last two episodes when she's in Paris. All the Paris she's like sitting next to that. She's sitting next to the dog that at dog. that cafe. She's that was my screensaver like, for four years. I know what ears. you're talking about. It's yeah. red with black dots. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also well, really super love... super tall heels. It's like Manolo's yes. that she walks around in like cobblestone streets. She sets me in shit and it's great. Anything, like anytime she wears aviators with the fur... There's one where she's just wearing her aviators and just like a, it's almost like a slate blue, like form fitted dress, short. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the context is, is, but it's one of my favorites. I think that fur is a real, I love it. I loved seeing it in the, the first movie when she goes to visit Miranda at New Year's. Like there's something about when it's convertible. So which means it can be like a cropped fur jacket or it can be a full length fur coat. It's like obviously very, very vintage. And I just, I don't know, it just, it feels very true and like, it's just so good. I can't think of, a, of another piece that like so identifies a character except for like cartoon characters who only wear one outfit. Well, this isn't the <laughs> show, but I love when she wears that tuxedo to the wedding in the, the second in the one. Second oh, movie. Love the we are going same. to talk about that wedding. Just buckle up, hang a on. A bunch. A uh, bunch. I remember after, the, so after the show, Sarah Jessica Parker was basically an it girl, it woman yeah. for fashion. Fashion icon, yeah. And she did some, she has a shoe line, but she did some clothing line for the weirdest store. I can't remember the name of it. It was like, wasn't it, I thought it was like a Kohl's or JCPenney or something. No, right? it was, it was, it was um, a bizarre store because I made my mom drive me like, over an hour away to find a store. <laughs> it was like something Prost in Barry or um, Yeah, it was like a weird college yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I got like a V-neck. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you drove that some, far. You're the getting name a of her line was called like Splash or like something. One, it was oh, that was also strange too. The name of the actual collection. Yeah, everything about it was weird. I didn't know about this. I I emotionally blocked it out. Apparently, no. I mean, but you yeah, didn't miss much at the mall. Yeah. I had never heard of the store before. I'm going to have to look it up and post oh, about so it. It's so wild to me. I like her shoes a lot. I like the shoe collection a mm-hmm. lot. Like she's making She some, knows what she's doing. I mean, she's in, this is not her first rodeo. I mean, Jessica Simpson, look out. Ooh. You know what I mean? Jessica Simpson is a billion dollar business, you guys. I don't know if you're aware of this, but like. Oh, we've talked about it oh, on the show before. Damn, 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 damn. Uh, damn, damn, damn. Um, I just want to recommend if anyone loves Sex and the City fashion or needs to see visuals. To follow every outfit on SATC on Instagram. What? I love... That is one of the best Instagram accounts ever. so funny. It's snarky and kind of ridiculous, and they have a whole story about, uh, like, their Snapchat... Their Snapchat. Their Instagram stories are really interesting. Like, if there's, like, an event, like the VMAs or the Grammys, they'll, like, do red carpet things and say snarky stuff about the people and what the characters would wear if they were wearing that dress, and it's... I don't know. It's really funny and great. Hashtag fucking Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have, I have a shirt actually from them. It's the single and fabulous. Yeah, question they make mark. good. They make good Sex and City merchandise yeah, too. Yeah, there's like a line drawing, and I have it, and I love it. 
So follow it. Shout out. Follow it. Follow it. I follow it. So. Me too. I follow it. Look at we us, guys. We all follow it. We no. all have one thing in common. We all follow That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're quickly finding out how many differences we have, so it's good to bring <laughs> it back to something I've been talking So the show had a following, but it wasn't really... I don't feel like the following was crazy until it went to TBS for syndication. Like, that's where I watched it a lot. And then, I don't know, everyone well, talked like about it then. Yeah, it's a whole new generation. It. Well, and it's it was more accessible, accessible to more people. Because we, like I said, I watched it when we had a weird preview. And then they, but they did that once a year. So I watched a lot of the episodes <laughs> at once. Like, or at least like over the course of like a few days. It'd be like, for two weeks, you have a free preview to HBO. And so I would go through and like, as on demand became a thing, watch those episodes. But I watched very few of them. Like live, live. I had to watch them kind of like as they were coming out, but but in a delayed set, setting. Yeah. And that was only because of those previews, because my parents weren't like crazy about the HBO. Yeah, I watched a lot of the TBS ones. They're good. I mean, they edit some things. They're censored out. weird. Yeah. They're, they're like the choices that they make sometimes. It's on E too, wasn't it? It is on yeah. E. It is on E. Yeah. 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 They're, it's not as it's not as good. And then we talked about this last week. They skip over the um, the intro sometimes. Yeah, they do. Which you love, you want to hear I it? Like. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't like it because because I feel like the part that they're parts that they're cutting out is part as like important to the show. Yeah. Well, they're also cutting. So the episodes are not always to time because it was HBO and there was no advertising. Some of the episodes are like thirty two minutes or thirty four minutes, and TBS obviously has has uh, ads. So every episode loses a little bit. I think I think that's fair to say. Um, and then some episodes lose like a whole chunk like and so it's almost imperceptible if you're not looking for it but i think yeah there are definitely parts that that, that like weird little things that i love that i'll miss like a wide shot of an outfit or yeah a weird look that that's why gives. i can't watch clueless when it's on like comedy central or something oh, no, yeah. i will know a split second they've cut like yeah. don't ruin this yeah. movie i needed all of it it is perfection you cannot touch it yeah i don't like the i never like when people when they cut stuff out of a movie because no. it's like, if you can't play the whole movie, then you shouldn't be able to play it. Yeah, I want to sit through five hours of Titanic with commercials. Yeah. I'll like, do it. If I'm here for it, I'm it. here. My time is worth nothing. It's like somebody <laughs> put all this stuff in the movie for a reason. For Who you are to you watch to say it? that you can just cut it out? You get to choose <laughs> what people can and can't see <laughs> against censorship. Okay, well, that's okay. Strong. Michael has made his point. <laughs> no one's arguing with Michael, but he is very upset. <laughs> I want to see Doe's butts. <laughs> what I'm really angry about. Is, it's about the butts, it's y'all. About it's always the about the butts. butts. It's never not about butts. Good point. No if ands, but all butts. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get that on a bump stick. <laughs> bump stick? Oh, I almost threw no. up. Bob my, is laughing. My body almost emptied out because I was so Bob. upset. I hate Bob. that. Stick. Wow. I'm hot. I got, I'm hot. I got, I got so, My body temperature has risen 17 degrees. <laughs> I'm livid. Oh, my God. Why did you do oh, that to us? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh. oh, no. Okay. Yeah. The impact the show. I'm talking about the impact now. <laughs> Michael can't ruin this. The tours. Ugh. Have you guys oh, been on tours. one? 
No. No, but it, no. I know. Would you? I went on my own tour, like, before. I don't, maybe the tours existed, but I was with somebody who didn't want to go on the tour when I went to see Carrie's house. In New York City. Yeah. If I was mm. with a friend there that would want to go on the tour, they'd be like, cool. But at the time that I really wanted to go see her house, I was with a friend who didn't. And I just went by myself. So you would go on one of those tours? Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't think I would. I don't think I, I, don't think I, don't I think could think... deal with the group. No um, offense to Sex okay, City fans. Let me take that. I would go on the tour if I was already drunk. <laughs> I was about to say. If you like rose in. in, then I'd be like, let's go on that tour. There are a few Got things. Got to me booking <laughs> a trip. I want to do it right now. We fly out. Exclusively, no hotel rooms. Exclusively to go on the Sex and City bus tour, and then we fly back to California to I talk would. about it here. I yeah. would do it. Um, I. It's not so much. I don't. I'm not like a big. Bring the thing you love into your real life outside of the way that it exists. Like person. Like I'm not crazy about like. Uh, I don't. I'm not crazy about like the muse- museums for things that I like. Um, I don't need to experience it with other people. It almost sometimes like cheapens the experience. For me, I'm like really. How did super... you feel when we did that Gilmore Girls promotional thing? I really We're the in nostalgia. The, town square. the nostalgia that was really great. They set up a they set up a Stars Hollow Town Square in uh, on the UCLA campus right before the Netflix revival launched. And while it was like really super fun to see all the things um, and kind and of meet get, Gypsy. get to hug Gypsy, ugh, what a gift. Um, it was, I don't know, it was also very, like, kind of bittersweet because it was, at the same time it was, like, this weird, like, corralled thing. And then, like, the town square is not the town square the way that it, like, should right. be. I wanted, like, I would have loved if that had been, like, we go to the lot. Yeah, And we, that like, makes walk through sense. the streets and we stand under the gazebo. Like, I get that that is, like, the tour. But, like, that for me, if it's a set, I think I would, I would, I would like it. I don't really need to go to, like, places around the city that... Uh, that the characters uh, what the characters didn't but did live at. I would the, love to go into Carrie's apartment though. The if there tour, was a tour is of that. so bizarre. I mean, I they go to like Magnolia and get cupcakes yeah. and things like that. But I think I have the list up. Hey, let me see. They go to Charlotte's gym. No. What? The apartment. I don't want to go um, to my gym. Why would I want to go to Charlotte's? Yeah. They go to what is Charlotte's gym? They go to the pleasure chest where Charlotte buy, buys a rabbit. Oh. I've been to the Pleasure Chest in L.A. It's weird. The lighting is strange, <laughs> you guys, and there's a lot of dildos. This one. Past the cafe where Samantha invites the girls to Abu Dhabi. What? Fuck you. Like, I feel Wait, like they're what? really reaching for things to go to. Yeah, but I feel like because there should the be— The show's all over the city. Yeah, Why would you pick that? You know what? So you know what the tour really is? Just go to New York. Yeah. Boom. The tour is yeah. like, go to New York. Well, because I think, too— Go like, to New York and dress up. And just live your yeah. best sex in the city walk life. Walk around the West Village or something. The owner wear shoes you cannot afford that are hard to walk in. Get drunk, make out with a rich man, like live your truth. Live well, that's Carrie's a lie. Truth. Like, yeah, you're living someone else's truth. They, I feel like all the men are well off except for like Steve. Everyone's got money. Steve doesn't need money. That He's wasn't. Got He's heart. got heart. Okay, here's what's up. <laughs> One, I'm exhausted by the both of you. <laughs> Two, that's not a statement about Steve. I love Steve. I'm just saying he like they you can make up with a rich man and not just be Carrie. They're all they're all rich men. <laughs> also make up with a poor man. I don't care, guys. <laughs> if you think I'm only making out with rich men, you're confused. Like just make up with whoever you want. I didn't think that would be such yeah, a, as like, long a as they're just in New York. Attention. I love Roger telling people what to do. Make out, you guys. Uh, make out. Make out. Make up. Get it on. Suck face. Oh. Hey, remember when Michael said, "Bump stick." Yeah, baby. I will never forget it, and I will never forget it. Slap oh, a hot bump so stick gross. on that core. 
Curse. Am I saying that right? Coors. 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 Okay. I the cure. The car. Stop. <laughs> no more cars. Cars three. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about one of our favorite things in oh. the world. What? What? Sex and the City, the movie. Oh. Ah, yeah. First of all, Mm-mm-mm. play the song. The only gift Fergie's given me, really. Oh. Well, excluding Wild Orchid the hosting gift, Great Pretenders on the Fox only Family. Gift I don't want to return. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Fergie. Honestly, that song should have hit number one. Yeah, yeah. why did it hit? Yeah. Nothing. It's Jam. number one in my fucking heart. I'll tell you that much. All it's right. It's the now. only Fergie song on my iPod. It's my current ringtone, but my phone's always on my You don't have any Wild Orchid on your iPod? <laughs> no, I don't. I have Talk to Me. Do you? Yeah. Okay. But labels are love. Yeah. Her her best work. I, I mean, honestly, it felt very true to me. It felt very true to I like, think where was that was Oscar like, nom? It just heightened the theme <gasps> song. Yeah. And that's oh, what yeah. we needed. It took it and it, I think but this is what we talked about when we talked about the theme song was like I was like, I would prefer a legitimate song that then I can listen to outside of it. Guys, Labels or Love is a great, like, stomping to a job interview song. It's a great, like, climbing stairs on the stair machine. It's a great, like, walking somewhere. It's a great beach song. It's a great plane song. It's a great Shopping everything. song. Everything. Great shopping song. There are, okay, so this is a bigger conversation, but there are a lot of things, different things you had to make different about the movie in comparison to the TV show, and a lot of things that you shouldn't have changed. The song is one of the things that totally works. Yeah. Yes. That things you should make bigger oh, yeah. and better and more cinematic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and this I, is more oh. a thing about the second movie because There's I love when they stay in we'll New York. We'll get there. We will yeah, well, get there. Speaking about the, <laughs> the song being bigger and more cinematic, I went to go see the movie at... It wasn't a midnight showing. It was like uh, it was seven or eight p.m. the day before, and at the time that was a very new, fresh thing. So I thought I was getting it on like a hot secret, and I was not. It was me and four hundred. Uh, I was living in the Bay Area. I was living in San Francisco, and it was like four hundred middle-aged women and me, and it was like the most communally like supportive and wonderful environment that I think I've ever had the experience of going to a movie during, and we were lit up like every single person at theater i walked away with friends i know none of them today but like i did and it was just it was so i don't know it was like we were all we all just really loved this thing so much you want to know something upsetting what um this movie came out in 2008 yep. it's almost 10 years old already yep. and oh it came God. out 10 years after the show ended whoa then so long i just burped down into my body <laughs> when i saw this movie i saw it at but like 11 a.m. or something on the day it yeah, came out. It was before noon because yeah. I wanted to save money. and We broke, y'all. Ten years ago, we broke. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the theater was still packed. People yeah. took the day off work. I left the movie like I left a funeral. I was yeah. so emotionally drained Wrecked. from this movie. I've, no movie has ever touched me like that up until this point God, in my life. good. Yeah, it was and how nuts. it goes through well, all the I seasons. Miss you already. We, we was but that's that's like now. Now I cried everything. Oh, fair. Man, but then, the yeah. movie's good. Guys, two thousand eight was the year that I came out of the closet because oh. of this movie. 
Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> Not at labels all. Labels or love or homosexuality? Labels, yeah, labels. labels. You mean gender identity and <laughs> sexual fluidity? Yeah. What up, Fergie? I want labels and love, gay love. Yeah. From a man. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Like, very proud of you. I did not have the luxury of... So I didn't of, see it in theaters because it was... You were afraid. <laughs> going through the thing. Something. You were going through your own yeah. thing. We, okay, we get it, own, we get it. You were trying to figure out your own love label. <laughs> I never had the luxury of coming out because I've been this gay forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I can... I respect that you needed time to really get... I need time, space, love, me. I get that you needed that. Yeah. And I respect... And I respect we're very proud and when, happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we're very happy. I don't know that I'm proud. But, um... Guys, it's been, it'll be t- my 10-year anniversary next year. <laughs> oh, we'll do that. We'll do that city tour. What is, yeah. Oh, what is that? What is that anniversary? Is it like 10 or something? What's the 10-year anniversary? We'll get you a bunch of that. Aluminum? Oh. Aluminium? What is it? I don't know. We'll find it's out. I hope it's butts. We'll Google it. It's definitely butts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you a butt cake no matter what. Did you cry watching this movie when you finally saw it? When did you finally see it? I don't remember because I've seen it so many times now. Oh, yeah. I've seen it so many times. Oof. But, like, I cried, I laughed, I smiled, I frowned, I screamed, I jumped. Literally like, every yeah. emotion but and, fear. Okay, I, well, I just no, said that fear. I love the, like, how they go through every season. They go through, like, every emotion, too. Yeah. Yeah, just the beginning, they introduce each main girl and have basically their, a highlight reel. Even that, like they could have just had that. That's what he, <laughs> like I would have paid like, like a twenty a one bucks. minute movie. Labels, that yeah. have been like labels amazing. are love and a four minute intro on who these girls are. When Charlotte, I cannot tell you when Charlotte when they do Charlotte's thing and she says, "I have been dating <laughs> for ten years. Where is he?" I lost. I screamed, and the woman next whoever to you was edited like, yeah. that. Whoever edited that. Like, Oscar. Where's their award? Because where's their award? they literally the picked like the most defining moments of each character and put them into a montage. Someone's gonna listen to this podcast it and never let us on the, the Academy ever. Because <laughs> we're just throwing we them get to Fergie. What and... is it like the Razzies? <laughs> yeah, we'll do the Razzies. We'll do the opposite yeah, oh, Razzies. That'd be great. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, if you're yeah. working at the Razzies and you're listening, please. <laughs> so much happens in this movie, though. Oh, I a whole year, a whole me. year of things, a whole well, year yeah. of things, but. Crazy things. Crazy things. Like so many things. I cannot think of a thing that has been better done as a companion piece to anything that what that like this movie was for the series. You know what's crazy is that like mm-hmm. some people don't like it. Who? Name, <laughs> name, 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 name and address. Enemies. That's I'm true. Fuck yeah. Up your home. Hate mail. I'm gonna come, come to your house. I'm gonna burn it down with you in it. That's too far. I, I think it's, too far. it's. I think it's so like. I don't think you can take a TV show and then turn it into a movie because movies themselves are so singular and have like a beginning, middle, end. Yeah. There's already this huge world that's been built. So much happens, though. We need to talk about some of it. Let's get into it. Where to start? I can only think about the fight between Miranda and Carrie on Valentine's Day. You need to backtrack and explain how that fight even happened. Pump your brakes on that car with a bump stick on it. Like, (laughs) reverse it and explain to how we got there. Come on, guys. It's so good. That scene is such a good scene. It's the best scene. It's amazing. So, basically, the movie opens and we're reintroduced (laughs) to the girls. (laughs) It's a scene by scene. Three hours later, we're like, and the end. Uh, Line by line, we're like, and then Carrie says, "The camera comes up." No, uh, but basically, we're reintroduced to the we're reintroduced to the girls. Carrie's got her big goddamn flower. It's super mm-hmm. great. There's a shot of those four friends. This is what really got me. It was a shot of those four friends in like it's, new, fresh it, outfits. It's Carrie it's, wearing that white that suit. That white, oh, just like 
Well, she's at first she's wearing that big, huge white yeah, dress. Well, the dress. Flower. That dress with the flower. The flower was like. And then the some girl on a voiceover is like, "Cool dress" or whatever she says. Yeah, she's like, "Love that flower" or whatever, and she's just like, oh, "Thank you," but it's really <laughs> great. I loved it. I love that flower. I love and it. I'm gonna summarize this, and make this shorter. Cool, cool, cool. Because cool. we're gonna be here all day. I hope. I thought these so people wanted a five hours. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are still BFFs, living mm. their best lives Soul in New York. Mates, yes. Um, Carrie is going to marry John. Miranda and Steve get in a fight because yep. Steve cheated on her. Ooh, oh, yeah. Wrecked. Wrecked. Everything sucks. <sighs> Samantha lives in L.A. Yeah. She's Smith's PR woman exclusively. So she was a PR person. When we, when we leave her, yeah. When we leave her, she's now just, she's his manager exclusively, but she was like a famous PR And she's person. just struggling because she misses New York. Yeah. And what's, she what's going on with Charlotte has a kid. <laughs> Charlotte, That's Charlotte, it. Charlotte has adopted. So Charlotte adopted Lily, um, oh, yeah. her baby. And, from, and then she gets pregnant. And then she gets pregnant with. Is it? Is it? It's not twins. No. It's just the one baby. It's one. Okay. Well, I got excited. <laughs> fantasy baby. Um, <laughs> fantasy extra baby. Um, but she like gets she gets pregnant and it's kind of like so it's just everyone's kind of like get getting what they wanted. But then you slowly start to peel back the per- curtain and you realize like Charlotte has a lot of, a lot of anxiety. She only had a fifteen percent chance of getting pregnant. What if she miscarries again and like nobody gets everything they want? And it's just it's super super powerful from Kristen Davis and just like mm-hmm. who I like I think I underappreciated until the movie definitely. Yeah. Well, Steve cheats on Miranda. He betrayed us all. Yeah, with some mm-hmm. rando. Because I think he's still a bartender or something. And, and that's how he is, like, so has like, access to her, this woman. So they're in a bad place. And then at the rehearsal dinner for Carrie and Big's wedding, Miranda says something to Big and makes Big, like, second guess everything. Basically, Cut. Miranda's feeling like she should never gotten married. So she tells Big, you shouldn't get married. Yeah. Cut to the next day. There's crazy wedding stuff. The wedding's wedding. gotten huge. It was going to be small yeah. wedding. So the wedding's gotten huge. The wedding was supposed to be the two of them at the courthouse in some not in some vintage like suit skirt situation with Carrie. She's in. She's written up because she was worked at Vogue for such a long time. Enid, her editor, gives her this opportunity to be in the decades issue, which is a very famous Vogue issue. And for forties, they want to make the theme the forty year old blushing bride. Carrie agrees, like begrudgingly, with and she one of the best montages oh, of wedding dresses: Oscar de la Renta, Christian Lacroix, uh, Christian Lacroix, and I say Lacroix Vivian now. Westwood, Vivian Westwood, Vivian Westwood, the, gives her the, the dress. dress. She, she's like, I saw the photos of you. It's here. It's you. This is your dress. Basically, the dress comes along with a lot oh, of people. I have how much the dress costs. Oh, my God. What is Do it? Do we want to know? Yeah. Of course. Yes, I want to know. It is worth $22,760, which oh. is why the wedding becomes an yeah. extravaganza. You guys, then all of a sudden. She's like, in the movie, she's like, it's the no. dress. Well, it's, it, it's, to be fair to her, and this sounds, it's funny because they kind of throw it away and it feels feeble, but honestly, if you're gifted something by a designer that's worth $20,000, you're inviting the designer, you and then she's got people. You can't get married in City Hall. That's the thing. Well, and she's got people, and then you've got, like, the well, and so at this point, she's she sees the library, she realizes you can get married there, everything goes out of control, and then my issue with Big here, though, is that he cannot get her on the phone He's stressed out about the number of people at this wedding, which is not a surprise. He's known for weeks at this point. And he cannot get her on the phone, so he does not get out of the limo. He refuses to get out of his car. And he leaves her, basically, at the altar. I knew you would do this! I knew it! Carrie, I'm sorry. I am humiliated! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 
Carrie, wait, I'm sorry. Carrie. No! I fucking, no! I remember in the theater being like, I fucking knew it. I just fucking knew it. I was so mad at big because yeah, that's selfish. not big and that's not Carrie either. Yeah, it's not. It was blame. Let's blame the dress. It's yeah. Jess's fault. I don't think it was not them. Okay. Well, I'm we're explaining this because we want to get to Michael's yes. favorite scene. Yes. The wedding ends. It's so, bad. so much happens because we're going throughout the year. Carrie goes through like this breakdown. They go to Mexico because she had the honeymoon she surprise honeymoon book. So it's Ugh. a girl's trip. The Mexico thing. Charlotte Poughkeepsie's they her pants. They go all the way through Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Right? And they decide to be, so Carrie and Ryan oh, decide to be the each second other's that they get, One of my favorite Carrie looks is when they cut back from Mexico, this long thing in Mexico, cut back to New York, and it's raining, and she's wearing that black leather jacket with that huge red scarf, and she's just standing yeah. in the doorway. Because she has to move back into her I building. I feel like the movie oh. outfits are just in a different world. Yeah. Because every one of them every is Every single great. one of them is. Well, the budget for those looks was, must have been sky high. And like, oh, yeah. Carrie has book money the now. The dress so. she actually gets married in, just like that simple suit, is like $6,000. So... Are these like are these prices that sold at auction or like what are these prices I don't know, from? Someone found them because it's very clearly labelless and like it's obviously silk, but I feel like it there's no way Christian that it was Christian Dior, circa 2008, part of a cruise collection. Damn, interesting. Think about it. So the so eventually it's Valentine's Day and her and Miranda are spending it together because they're both single ladies. Oh, we also went past <laughs> the um, the Christmas part or the New Year's part. Where, um, where the Johnny oh Mitchell's playing. Miranda that, has left. Miranda left Steve. Makes, and she's living in Chinatown, me. and it's Brady's night with Steve, and so she's all alone in Chinatown, and she calls Carrie, who's already asleep, and Carrie gets out of bed, and she goes cross town in my favorite fur coat and pajamas and like perfect booties to make sure that Miranda's not alone. And yeah. she spends, and they bring in the New Year together because if they're you love friendship soulmates. and fashion, you need to see this movie. You need to see, the end. Need to see it. Oh my god. So anyway, Miranda's been trying to tell her that she's pretty much the reason why Big freaked out about the wedding for like months now, months and months. And then finally on Valentine's Day, they're surrounded by all these balloon strings in that restaurant. And there's like a quirky it's, waitress. It is. It is literally decorated from tip to taint, you guys. Full Valentine's Day. Oh, and then she that. tells her, and then they have this huge fight. Sorry. I was upset. Steve, I have been going over this and over this in my mind for five months. And for five months, you kept a secret like that? I tried to tell you once, but then... Once? You tried to tell me once? You should have tried to tell me every single day. I know. I was waiting for the right time. There is no right time to tell me that you ruined my marriage. It just happened. I wasn't thinking. Carrie, please don't go. You know what I think hurts the most? Is that you kept a secret from me. And I have never, ever kept a secret from you. Ever. No, I'm lying. For the last five months, I've been thinking that it is a huge mistake that you left Steve. There. How does it feel? God, that fight's good. She gets tangled up. It's just I love I love. But you find out like Miranda is at fault, kind of, for telling Big all that stuff. Sort of. But also like like, if that's all it took. It's a big fight between them. It's also about not forgiving Steve. It's an emotional roller coaster. The important thing I think about the fight is that she did not tell her. That she would yes, like, that's the problem. Because what's been eating away at Carrie now for what I guess has been six to eight months at this it's point. It's just why. It's just why has why did he do this? What snapped and made him 
regret this. Like, we were sure. We talked on the phone. We did all this stuff. Like, everything was fine. Like, we were fine. And then he snaps, and that's what happens. And she has said over and over, at this point, over and over and over again to her best friend, like, I don't know what happened. And Miranda never said anything. And so that was so important to me about the fight, because it's not that she said something stupid in a moment where she was really hurt. It's Mm -hmm. that she kept this kind of really... Secret. Yeah, this cancerous (laughs) secret from her best, best friend throughout this entire time. And it could have really cleared and opened things up. And that's that's really the betrayal there. Mm-hmm. And they talk, they don't talk for weeks or something. And it's the longest they've ever yeah. gone without talking. And I think that was so powerful. And, and they and talk sweet. in a cab and the cab driver is actually the same driver in another episode where they talk mm-hmm. in the cab. So they just brought, when they talk Ooh, about, what a fun they talk about yeah. yeah, they talk about anal. <laughs> like it's season that episode. Two. <laughs> It's oh the same God. cab driver. And they got the same guy to come back. Isn't amazing. that amazing? <laughs> the real problem with this movie, though, hmm. is a new character they introduce. Oh, Louise. Louise. <laughs> Louise. Played from, by Jennifer Hudson. Louise from St. Louis. First of all, I found out the most amazing fact that I did not know what? about Louise. Your body language went crazy. I'm so excited. Kelly Rowland auditioned for this part. <sighs> You guys, now, I almost just broke my phone. With my I've seen I her. Just crumpled my phone I've in my seen hands. her work in Freddy vs. Jason. I think she Iconic. could have done it. Yeah, Iconic. Oh my god. Iconic. Jennifer Hudson's not good in this movie. Jennifer Hudson is not good in this movie. Jennifer Hudson, Oscar Award winner Jennifer Hudson delivers a real dead fish of a performance. Yeah. <laughs> As Saint Louise from Saint Louis. Oh, it's painful. The bag. Oh, the bag. You guys. Carrie gives her oh a god. Louis Vuitton bag. It's wild. Natalie has something about it. It's worth $5,400. What? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. But, like, if you're rich, cool. She gives Jennifer Hudson this bag. It's the only bag that she has. She's been doing, like, bag borrow or steal or whatever. It's the only bag that this poor woman can have. And Carrie gives her this multicolored piece of garbage. And Louise gives Carrie her love keychain that's worth $6,000 also. That line's so bad. $6,800 because it's made of gold. Oh, by what? some designer. She's supposed to be poor. Yeah. I think we're supposed to, but I thought it was also a Also, one of the worst lines there, she's like, I got my love, and then she, like, gives. Yeah, oh I don't need God, this anymore. So it's wild. I do love, okay, so speaking of Louise and uh, and that whole thing, uh, John James Preston, lo- uh, he has written Carrie these, these hidden emails, basically. He's been emailing her this entire time. Love letters from great men, basically. That, you guys, was not a book. Carrie's seen, like, reading it when they're engaged kind of together at the beginning of the movie and she won't get her own glasses. It was not a book. In the the surge of people who wanted to read this book also... Crazy-ass ladies. Yeah, gave this... Like, they had to create a text full of love letters of great men because <laughs> yeah. of the high demand. Because I thought that too. Like, every person in my row, every person next to me was like, I gotta go with that book. Like, I'm hitting Barnes & Noble right after this. Whoever came up with that should have, like, started working on that while they were making the movie. They should and, have, like, known. written that. Yeah, book. they really should have because I just feel like, why? I mean, I, I didn't have a desire to read that, though. I'm so, I'm I mean, so... Me neither, but, like, it's a cool idea. Yeah. I'm just so interested in, like, how people love each other. And so I think it's so interesting, especially, like, when you're separated by, like, oceans and lots of time and like you wrote this letter and it took like weeks to get to somebody and like maybe it wouldn't so you had to really like I don't know you poured your whole soul into this thing that might not exist forever yeah it's great oh I do have another fun fact about the fashion in this movie yes Um. so yes. there's a black belt that Carrie wears repeatedly in this movie it's studded, studded. not in a hot topic way but in a cool way in like a Chloe way and she it's a vintage belt and that was worn so often she nicknamed it and guess what it was nicknamed Roger. Ah! <laughs> so 
loud. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. This is my secret shame. That's the noise I make whenever I'm too excited. That's true. And I did not. I've been trying. You guys, I made it through two episodes without ever screaming. I tried so hard. My sincerest apologies to you and yours. Why was the name wrong? I don't know. Just to make him I scream. Really super, super needed. What if that I made that up? I know, right? Yeah. Just to like embarrass me. Should, I love it. I love that. Real quick, because we have a couple more things to talk about and okay. we have to wrap up soon. Wrap it. Real quick, let's touch on the train wreck that was Sex and the City 2, though. This was like the highest grossing R rated movie up until Bridesmaids. Yeah. So, or female Whoa. comedy. Female, it was yeah. killing it. Whoa. Killing. Well, it made. Almost $300 million. Oh, my God. Globally. Here's so, the thing. Is it bad? Yeah. But am I going to watch it? Is it? No, this is the first one. Oh, 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 oh. This is the great one. So they're capitalizing on that. Hey, let's make a sequel. And it was the biggest mistake of all time. Nobody needs Sex in the City 2. Did it. I watch it over the weekend? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it more than once? Yes. Yes. You guys, I need you to know that I was wrong, and the second movie made $300 million. I don't even know how much the first oh, one made. Wow. Oh, wow. The damn. second movie made $300 million. Because the first cost, one was so good. Yeah. It cost $96 million to make, which is like, where? Yeah. In the desert? Did you pay for all that sand? Okay, so the second movie, most of it takes place in Abu Dhabi, but... Question mark. Question mark, because they actually couldn't film there because the movie is too sexual, or they thought it was too sexual. So they had to film, I think, in Morocco. Mm -hmm. So right there, I feel like they should have just shut this movie down. Shut the whole thing down. But also, I don't know. I In defense of Sex in the City 2, I wanted it so badly, I didn't care if it was terrible. Like, I remember... We all wanted it. We yeah. all wanted it. I remember... We all I remember, wanted it, but we didn't the, want... But I left the theater. Travel. I don't even care. Honestly, I was like, okay, was, if this is what it takes to fi- to have the thing I love, fine. And honestly, like, I feel betrayed, but also, I'm not sorry. Here's everything that's wrong with this movie. Oh, is it a long list? No. I mean, it could it be, be if I yeah. got nitpicky. <laughs> Number one, Stanford and Anthony, the two gay friends that we've talked about in the first on our first episode. Yeah. How like it's lazy. Yeah. Someone's gay friend and someone's gay friend get together. Do you guys remember, real fast, just to take it back to the first movie really, really quickly. Do you remember how Anthony and um, Stanford got together? Do you remember that moment? Because they're both alone. At New Year's. They're both alone at New Year's. They literally look around the room. And they're like, They shrug and then look at each other and make out. And apparently that created a bond strong enough for them to get married, and I have never felt so betrayed in my entire life. But here's the thing. Their wedding is in the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's the most Mm. outrageous wedding of all time. I don't know the budget. Liza Minnelli officiates and performs Beyonce's single ladies. It's great, guys. It's so good. It's... Kind of shady of Liza Minnelli to sing single ladies at a gay male (laughs) wedding, but I loved it. I love it. There's, it's all white. It's like a winter wonderland. There are swans, you guys. There it's are disgusting. swans in a moat, a man-made moat. So that's number one. Number yeah. two, Charlotte's nanny situation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we all know that storyline. There's oh, a hot nanny. See, I feel like, one second, you skipped over my favorite part, the flashback. I love the 80s oh, flashback. not there yet. Very, very first. No. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, we, that was we're on not, my list, though. Guys, we're not working chronologically. I forgive, no, forgive me. throwing stuff out there. But, number three, we can talk about the flashback. I I love it. I love it and I hate it. And I so I watch the Carrie Diaries, and so I know there's like a whole different there's a whole different like uh, what canon 
can the canon of like how they met and what they did. It's wild to me that one Carrie allegedly met Charlotte first in a subway car. Like, right after she moves to NYC. That feels false. She is wearing Converse. I don't buy it. She, like, meets... So then she meets... Uh, also, they're, like, old. Also, yeah, they're, like... I love that young. they're old in the outfits that they would have worn in the 80s, which is fun. If not, It's if fun not for anything. them, but I, I can't take it seriously. Oh, no, it's wild. It's funny. It's, it's like, like, what on American Summer? Well, it's funny because it's, like, they didn't trust the audience to see a young blonde person stylized as Carrie and not be like, who's this? Like, be completely removed, even though there's an active voiceover that names the characters as they go person to person. I bet I, they could have found similar-looking Absolutely. People. I was saying to to Natalie, I forgot your name. Um, I was saying to <laughs> Natalie that, like, the wig they put on Carrie is the same wig that they put on, basically, they put on Anna Sophia Robb for, like, the two seasons of The Carrie Diaries. And I'm like, they really nailed it, and it's really great, and I don't know what to do with myself. We did get 80s business lady Miranda out of it so oh, I appreciate that business lady Miranda with her sneakers and her power suit is great dropping papers in the street relatable we need that and Samantha as a bartender at CBGB's is really great and believable and makes sense I, I mean her in that outfit though it's like oof. that outfit's wild but like on a 20 year old Samantha body shut down yeah. the sidewalk yeah like her mannequin body mm-hmm. ooh mannequin you guys different time but like oh fuck mannequin I love mannequin <laughs> there's also they go to Abu Dhabi, and there's a terrible karaoke scene where they sing "I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar." Oh yeah, like they and were everyone like, likes it, and they're clapping along. It's as though the studio is like, "This must be an hour and thirty-seven minutes," and they were like four minutes shy. It's the movie's like a weird, like, Dr- like a bad dream feminist. It's like Taylor Swift's brand of feminism. Yes. It's like, there's a lot of women here, guys. Y'all like women? Here's yeah, a bunch yeah. of them. Then there's that secret fashion club situation later in the movie. I don't remember that. I emotionally blocked it. What is it? Um, the women in, like, the full burqa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they, yeah, like, the secret, they take thing. them away, and oh, underneath yeah, they're yeah, wearing, yeah. like, high I fashion. That, I think the weird thing for me is that, like, the whole movie is about, like, you should be able to be free and be able to wear what you want to wear, but they never address... Like, make your own rules. Yeah, but they never address the reason why the the women there can't do that. Well, they don't address the reason why the women can't do it. And they don't... There's no kind of reverence. And like, so offended. It's just like it's like like It's a a social, like, a society thing, but it's... But it's it's not. not It's not a societal thing. And it's also... There are lots of women who wear the burqa because of their religious faith and that's it and there's no like weird pressure from like a man unless you count like the male god I guess but it's like it is this thing that like some women just wear it because they it makes them feel closer to god or because they want to if you want to cover your head cover your head the idea that there wasn't like a single Louis Vuitton printed burqa on anybody really pissed me off. I felt like there was it, a lot of judgment yeah, coming from like, them, and I didn't like it. It's like all of these women are imprisoned, and the only way they can have fun is if they're all wearing Dior. It's like, no, dummy. Like, nobody, you don't need to pay $5,000 for a, a purse to feel empowered. You know what I'll say about this movie? They're in Abu Dhabi. Why is Aiden there all of a sudden? So Aiden, like, travels the world, like, buying textiles for his, like, weird (laughs) furniture business because, like, nothing says upper middle class sofa like a rug from Abu Dhabi. (laughs) I hated that they brought him back. Also, why is he the person who's, like, sourcing these textiles? I don't know. It's all thin. I think they're they're also, like, afraid to bring somebody new into this whole thing, even though even though. Like Samantha gets a new guy, like that blonde but guy. But it's like, just yeah, but let, that's Samantha. She always has a yeah, new guy. Yeah, but, but like her, they bring the entire last season is about a brand new guy of the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, the why thing. can't they do that with the movies? Also, why do they have to keep bringing back? 
Why couldn't she just... The thing it that Carrie says... It was because the fans wanted to see their favorite guy because Aiden's yeah. not in the first movie. Let's Aiden throw a, him in the second Aiden movie. Aiden is a fan favorite and that was one of the critiques. And I, this is my least favorite. This is something that Shonda Rhimes does a lot. She'll read a lot of like fan reviews of the things that she makes and she responds to them and then will work that into the shows. And I th- it feels like Michael Patrick King was like trying to please these women and it's like, that's not what they wanted. You know what I mean? Like I love, I love Aiden. I love Aiden. I love John Corbett. But it, I just didn't need, I didn't need to see him in this way at this time. And I appreciate that sad. from an Aiden fan. Yeah. That you I, didn't need him. No. Yeah. I, because yes. it, it would have been so much more interesting if Carrie, for once in her goddamn life, thought through and worked through an emotion without hinging the decision on a man. Yeah. Like, it would have been nice once. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah. here, we, here we are. On that note, maybe skip the second movie. <laughs> no, watch it for sure. I will say though, I read <laughs> after your bus tour. No, and definitely seven, watch it because we want to keep making in. money. We want a third yeah, movie. I will 100 yeah. percent see a third movie if they make oh, it. I'll see Everyone a fifth movie. Will. I'll see a ninth. As movie. long as they don't leave the country. They went to Mexico in the first one, but just for like. If a anyone's scene. listening, that's in charge of the third movie. I will write it for you right now. Well, now we're never gonna see it. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. Let me huh? do it. Don't let him do it. Just do it on your own, but make it so good and great. And let us come. Let us visit. Yeah, let us visit the set. The set or whatever. Yeah, let us read the script. Yeah. You're asking a lot, but like, I just, let, us, <laughs> let us be a part of well, it in any way. you'll never get it unless you ask. That's... Wow. That was uh, uh, Gandhi. That was not Gandhi. That's the whitest male <laughs> fan I've ever heard anyone said. That. <laughs> that I believe. It came from a white man. It, it was, was not Gandhi. It was Mary Kate Olsen. That's oh, that. so wise. I would love that. She has two minds. She's okay. <laughs> That's what it means. I have one final question for you guys. Oh, because my ear is bleeding from Roger's scream earlier. Here's what's up. I'm sorry. Fix it in post. <laughs> Mine are fine because. Okay, thank you. You're used to it. Okay. You should be used to it. Ice cream way louder. No, I'm home. used to it, but not with headphones on. Oh, that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. Important question. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Oh, no. Which Sex and the City girl are you guys? Oh, that's the easiest question. Who do you think you are? And then I'm going to say who I think you guys yeah, are. Yeah, I, I want that. Oh. Bring it on. Okay. I see. Should we, what should we do first? Just say real quick who we think we are. Yeah. Okay. Michael, go. I think I'm Carrie. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you making a joke? Okay, no. Roger, go. You're not a no joke. judgments yet. I uh, I am. Here's the thing. I have to answer in my truest form. I'm heavy Miranda Carrie Light. Hmm. I'm. I feel like I'm a. I was gonna say a Miranda Carrie. Mm. So. I have. I have said that Vogue fed me more than food. It would. It did not. I had an eating disorder that was undiagnosed at the time. And then I also have maxed out a credit card on boots and been like, how am I paying my rent? I don't know. My carry is mostly the hair back mm-hmm. when I had curlier hair. Yeah, it just went away. When yeah. we met, Natalie had curly hair and she does it's, not anymore. It's dying down. Now it's more of a wave. solely based on the fact that I'm a writer. Oh, oh. that's so thin. I know. Well, I, I see a lot of Charlotte and Michael. I get a lot of Charlotte. You, you I think you have like, oh, also, sorry, my Miranda thing is just that I'm like almost too sensible about like things. I try to do things emotionlessly and it doesn't work out. I feel like you are um, very thoughtful. You're like a very supportive friend. And from what I've seen, when you're not making jokes to other men. Yeah. When you're not like making weird like pun things happen with your mouth. And then also <laughs> there's you have like you have a very specific way about about the way you think things should be, regardless of any and all outside information. 
which I think is interesting. Yes. It's both your best and worst quality. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> going deep. Well, no, I just, yeah, because I think there, but there is, there is something, but I think that's, that's very true, I think, of all three of us, but I don't, I think that it's, like, a part of how not and I make decisions, but I've seen, you've, I've seen you make, like, very, like, like, pointed decisions about your life based on the way, like, this thing should be, and sometimes it works out really, really, really well, goes to the number one film school in the world. Hell yeah. And But then it's also like not worked out so well. I don't know, this tie-dye shirt maybe. So it's just like there are <laughs> things, there. it's very interesting to me the, the way that this that this happens. I don't know, I just, I'm so fascinated by it. But yeah, I, I get like a Charlotte. But I think also people are unkind to Charlotte in that I think that's framed as like as making her unreasonable. But I think it means that like she knows what she wants. And so like fucking go for it. Yeah, for I like Roger, I, I do see Miranda, I do see a little Carrie, but I also see some Samantha. Just in, like, the way Samantha, like, knows what she wants and she's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, as a shy person, I'm like, Roger, do this. I think, <laughs> yeah, would. I see it's like a Samantha, Miranda, mm. half and half. I like that. I like yeah. that. I have, I definitely, I feel, I feel very sure, even when I am unsure. Yes. Like, I feel, I think that, uh, that people... Assume that I am certain. And I think people would trust you to do PR for them. Nally's a carry. <gasps> I'll take it. I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I think Carrie Miranda. I'm a Magda. I think that you, yeah, you really, <laughs> she hid both I'm a mine. She stole all of mine and Michael's masturbatory objects. <laughs> and hid them. <laughs> and hid them and replaced them with the Virgin Mary. Um, <laughs> I think that you are definitely a... Uh, there's, I think the reason that I think that you're Miranda is because I think our Miranda is the same. We, like, prefer to be alone. We are actively avoiding dumb boys, like, always. Yes. And we're very, like, picky in that way, almost to the point where, like— it's Where just, we're like, just forever alone yeah, and we're it's just going to be us. Like, it's going to be us on New Year's and we're going to be like, okay, here we are. <laughs> prefer this to anything else, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I think there's definitely that part of you that's very Miranda. But there is definitely a carry that is, like— you're the only person I know who, like, can wear a pumpkin sweatshirt. And you're like, is that good? Like, you're, like, not, like, you're not sure. Pumpkin I like how that's fashion. kind of an insult because Michael has the matching pumpkin sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and I stand by my statement. But, yeah, I Once think that there's something. Once again, making me a Brady. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, yeah, there's something about, I don't know, there's something about, there's something about that that feels very true. I think we nailed each other. Cool. Mm-hmm. We nailed each other. <laughs> Not great. Nope. I regretted it, and then you made me regret it more. So that's cool. Okay. Last statements. Anything? Did you guys have fun hanging out with me? By this is by great. Force? This is super great. It is and the I best. Miss, I mean, I'm really. I love Marin, and I wish that she were here. But if she were Marin. here, we wouldn't be here. Marin, come back. <laughs> Marin. So like, Marin, come back, but let us come too. Yeah, yeah. Marin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, Miss, you're like, hey, what's wrong with you, Marin? <laughs> yeah. Let's come back. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I love, would love. I loved it. it okay, guys, if you want to send any mail to me, maybe Michael and Roger, I can pass it on. Please, maybe guys. like we would love that. Come back soon, Marin cards. You can send it to hellofangirls at gmail Also, follow on Instagram at Fangirl Fridays Podcast, Twitter FGF Podcast, like our Facebook page. Maybe if you feel like it, leave us a review. It's always fun to read those. Comment. Leave a review. Do whatever yeah. you want. That comment button. Only yeah. like good comments though. So until next Friday. Bye. 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 Ooh.
Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.